Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM. A marvelous night for a moon dance with the stars above in your eyes. A fantabulous night to make romance neat the cover of October skies. Get all the leaves on the trees are falling to the sound of the breezes that blow. And I'm trying to please to the calling of your heart strength that plays soft and low. Get all the night. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome aboard to the Bubba Show. Well, I guess yesterday's fear was replaced by today's optimism as we've quickly gotten over the reasons for uh, the big sell-off and uh, we're now uh, rallying back, which is just another sign of a market consolidating. Uh, as we went down and tested some lows before turning around, uh, you know, again, it, it, it ain't easy. It's, it's something that we always have to look forward to. But if you look at a chart, you will see that the low yesterday of the S&P should have been kind of figured and not a surprise that it bounced from there. And I think this is one of the big problems that we all seem to get into when we try to play or trade off the news. I think that this is obviously some of the things that we try to stress here on a regular basis is that we talk about the news, but the money is the key. It's always about following the money. Uh, you know, we, we're hearing more about the, uh, the trade wars again, and, you know, everybody's talking about how bad it is for for grains and things like that and of course i don't know i look back and i see that basically the grains have rallied almost 10 percent since the initial talk of this trade war and you're seeing a little bit of a sell-off but what is this all based on well maybe maybe some people are taking some profits did we ever think that maybe that would be a good idea is to once in a while take a little profit off the table you know, and and I think again, if you go back and look, I mean, if you take a look at uh, at, at corn, all right, and you know the 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 depth of the bottom, on um, you know when we had that that flush announcement on you know like April third or so was about three seventy. Well, we've been as high as four twelve, so now we're at three ninety seven. I mean, is that really something to be panicking about? You know, I think if I would have asked you when corn was 340, if you would take 397, you'd probably be very happy. You know, and, and of course, I mean, it doesn't matter. You look at wheat. Wheat was 440. Now it's five, almost 530. So tell me about the trade wars. Tell me how tragic and how devastating they are when prices go higher. Soybeans hit 983. Okay. And remember, Okay, we were concerned about soybeans anyways, got back to about 1070 and now at 1025. So, again, uh, the devastation of the trade wars, which are not going to happen anyways. You know, I, I think this is this is one of the things that 
always irks me is the media likes to make such a big deal about nonsense. Uh, you know, if we look at the bigger picture, the bigger picture is we need China, but they need us more. Now, if we just look back, okay, at, at prices, forget about anything else. We are at higher prices. So why would I be worried? Okay. Um, there's going to be a need. It, it, this, we're a, a supply-demand economy, uh, and you know it's, it, we're dollar-driven. So it's money. It's got nothing to do with the trade wars or the tariffs. This is all a bunch of foreplay. The tariffs you know, are going to be worked out because, again, China holds too much U.S. debt, and we are the biggest. Okay, so, you know, let's not make this into an ordeal. Let's con not continue to con to try to, uh, to to worry about, you know, what 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 everybody is trying to create this because obviously, look, they're trying to create news. Uh, so I get that part of it. But, you know, let's talk about the news from the proper perspective of what it really means and what it really means is that the grain markets are going higher right now, okay? And, and certainly, you would expect to see a sell-off. I wrote on my, my weekly newsletter that I would expect to see a sell-off this week. I mean, we closed very strong, and of course, you, you expect to see some profits taken. So, should we be concerned? Is this a major issue and a major problem? Well, I don't know about you, but I would have to say the answer to that would be no. Why would I have to think that this is a major problem when it's clear that our prices are higher than they were? Okay, so here you go. Here you have it. And, you know, we can continue to, to try to make an ordeal out of it. We can continue to try to make an issue, but it's not. It's the same as oil. You know, we called yesterday. We called oil the great train robbery. You know, we've got the the the, the geniuses, um, uh, and um, uh, you know they continue to call for you know billion dollar oil, billion dollar oil. We're going to the moon. We're going to the moon. Hey, look, oil may very well go higher. It did sell off, but the purpose there is no reason for oil to go higher because at the end of the day. There's a ton of supply, and it's not an economy-driven setup. All right, you know you can you can want to hear of of why everything is supposedly better, but at the end of the day, it's not. All right, it doesn't make the economy better or worse. It's it was driven totally by fear, and as long as oil remains in that backwardation formation, okay, the fear will continue to drive it. In the meantime, oil has come, uh, come off from the highs about 10% and looks like it wants to go lower. I mean, yesterday they had it on the ropes, all right, and, you know, it could be headed lower. I mean, we believe that oil is going significantly lower, okay? Not just slightly lower. I believe that it's going significantly lower, now, does it mean that we won't have a little bit of action and it won't make a run? By no means do I think that it cannot make a potential run to, you know, back to these recent highs we just saw.
Okay. I, I'm certainly, I certainly can figure out and, and see that we could open, have a, a, a market that could be higher, you know, for a little while. But certainly I'd be looking for an opportunity to sell uh, these markets because to me, they only mean that they're probably going lower. You know, again, I think the rallies that you see, especially now, now that I think you can identify a potential top in this market, you know, we were a little bit concerned last week, as you know, but now that I think you can identify a top, now we should be switching off to selling the rallies and not trying to, you know, look to buy dips. I mean, we were, we were never buyers, but, you know, I think that this is now change. It's a subtle change, but I think that's exactly what you can look at. So again, don't let the fear mongers or the pundits drive your opinion. Look at the chart. Take a look at it. In the meantime, this is the Bubba Show. I am Todd Bubba Horowitz. And of course, I want to make sure you remember to download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm. You can get all your programming needs there. But of course, don't forget to also get the Sporting Edge as well. And don't forget about Bubba's Daily Update, which is available to you for free. Every day after the close, I send an update. All you have to do is go to BubbaTrading.com, fill out the little form, and I will send you the update at free of charge. No credit card required, just your name and email, and you get tomorrow's news today. This is the Bubba Show, Todd Bubba Horowitz. We'll be right back after the break with more. Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz with you. And, you know, of course, as we thought and saw, markets have, have turned. And, of course, the the we do believe that the euro currency is going to be gone. But I think the <clears throat> I think they're the death of it is not quite yet. Uh, we saw a major 10 month lows on Monday, on Tuesday. And now uh, we've now rallied back. And, uh, you know, I expect to see a pushback probably to you know somewhere let's say a dollar 18 to a dollar 20 uh you know before it heads back south again uh we do see the dollar going to par which is what we've talked about for a while and which would also bring the euro down you know we we think the euro is going to go under par uh at some point but you know i think one of the things you look at is you know the rebound today from the debacle of yesterday and you know we can talk about the italian election and the issues there but as i said on fox yesterday everything comes down to the debt issues that we're dealing with you know we can we, we can try to make all kinds of of lovely excuses as to what and why things happen but at the end of the day it comes back down to debt Okay, it's the amount of debt that's created. I mean, do you realize that Italy, since the Eurozone was developed, has shrunk and lost money, basically? So, you know, we can't, you know, believe and think that the, the, the whole deal was very good. I mean, they are, they're, 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 as I thought from the beginning, I've talked about here many times, I thought that the... The entire euro currency thing was a joke to begin with. It's just another way of things being able to take an advantage and letting central banks uh, and, 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 you know, around the world take advantage 
of situations. I mean, we're seeing it, you know, all over the place. And that's the that's the fallacy of the fiat currency. Okay. And and that, that takes us to two <clears throat> rates. Did you see Italian rates? You know, they were almost going to junk bond status at points on, on Tuesday. Okay, as our rates were collapsing. Why? Well, because the money was flowing. You know, remember, interest rates are just like a stock. They're just like any other bid offer product. Okay, that if the demand is higher, okay, then rates are going to fall because the, 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 the payers of the notes are going to feel that they have to pay less, just like the demand. So as more money flowed in for these interest rate products, okay, the rates fall because they don't have to pay as much to get the dollars. Just like in, in Italy, the bonds were skyrocketing because they were trying to attract yield chasers. Okay, this is, again, something that, you know, we have to always keep in mind as to how the market is functioning. You have to take out the emotional, the fear quotient sometimes and kind of focus on what is actually happening and where we are trying to head. And, and, And I think that's where you have to look at the picture, okay, and say, Okay, so there's a big demand for U.S. Treasuries. It means the rates are going down, okay? And they're going to continue to fall down as long as the demand. Now, again, we saw today already that that kind of reversed, and we're, we almost gave back what we took yesterday. This goes back to the function in the trading of markets, okay? Again, this goes back to the same situation is how does the market function? So... You know, and this goes back to the damage that the Fed has done, and and you're seeing it even in in uh, in China now. You know, they continue to, to diddle around with their the reserve of what you need to have in reserve to lend money. And and again, I've said this before. I'll say it again. <laughs> I don't believe that any bank here in this country has uh, enough in reserve to uh, to satisfy by the the rules but of course we'll never know that so it can only be my opinion but what will come out i believe is when when all of this subprime lending again strikes midnight and cinderella turns into a pumpkin all right i think you'll see that what we're talking about now is very real that the the banks did not have enough in reserve that we didn't have the, the the position that we could uh, sustain, and that will inevitably create the next market meltdown. I think that we we often forget at how serious this issue can be. I think we often forget that you allow too much to go, and you 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 stretch the rubber band too far, and you end up with markets that look like they want to melt down and again you know it's if you if you look at the the blunders of the federal reserve okay and and that is the inability to really manage anything okay because of course they only understand theory not real life 
And I think that, to me, is an issue that we have to we we have to get under control because theories do not work as we have talked about many 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 times and what really works is the actual free market system if you allow the markets to trade free and you have a true free market system then you do end up with markets that actually do price themselves the asset classes do price themselves and and that's the real problem is we don't allow markets to really price themselves because you're you were too concerned about the fed and what they're going to do and i think that in itself becomes the bigger problem and that in itself is what has created a lot of this mess and that is the fed's blunder because they have no concept at how the markets actually work and i think that to me is also a tragedy because if you don't understand how the market functions and you don't understand free markets and price discovery then you end up in the toilet and this is why we create we can continue to create these bubbles this is why we continue to have these major expansions and assets and this is why typically the middle class gets tortured because they can either take benefit of this when they do happen but get stuck with the bill when they fail and again you know as sure as you and i are talking right now that we will get stuck with the bill for the impending collapse once again and I think this is, again, not a surprise. This is the way that it's been. But this is why you are seeing the overall interest in other markets, cryptocurrencies. Because I believe that Americans, I think people worldwide, not just Americans, are getting sick and tired of being sick and tired. No, they're getting sick and tired of having their currency and their money evaporate to help continue to bail out irresponsible banks that take advantage of every loophole, and it's not really a loophole, but every thing that they can take advantage of, and why wouldn't they? I, I, listen, I hate it, but I can't blame them for it. I mean, I would suppose that if I was in that position, I might do the same thing. But to, to let it continue is where you're seeing this financial revolution. This is where you're seeing the overall problems and the meltdowns that are going to come from this because it always comes back down to if you don't let markets trade, they eventually end up crushing many. And this time will not be different. This is The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz. LibertyTalk.fm, that's my home. Make sure you go down there and download the show each and every day. And if you'd like to help us with our high school investing program, go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Bubba Trading. 
We want to keep it going, but we're getting tight on capital. So check it out. And we'll be right back with more of The Bubba Show after the break. Todd Bubba Horwitz, The Bubba Show. We're coming right back. What's up, everybody? Bubba here. It's finally here. The long-awaited Bubba Report, bringing you news from all the trading floors across the globe. We've got Scott Lady, the cow guy, is seen on CNBC, Fox, and Bloomberg. We've got Keith Bliss, CNBC, Fox, and a floor trader at the New York Stock Exchange. We've got the Badger, who writes the hot topics in the political news. We've got myself putting together my own unique indexes that will help you give you a better idea of what's going on in the market. All you need to do to get a hold of the Bubba Report is go to thebubbashow.org and sign up for the newsletter, or you can email me direct at bubba at thebubbashow.org. We want you to have this report because we've got over 150 years of experience talking about markets, getting ready for the trading, and puts you in the best position to have successful. So email me at bubba at thebubbashow.org to get a copy of your report or go right to the website, thebubbashow.org. Make sure you get it. It's a must-have for every investor and trader. The Bubba Report. Welcome back to The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horwitz with you. And, uh, well, so, you know, once again, everything happens. But I, I guess uh, I want to add a question. What would you all think about the uh, Roseanne show being canceled? I mean, quite frankly, I mean, listen, it's no surprise she's done many imbecilic things in her career. She's, you know, I remember when she sang the national anthem at, uh, at uh, not the national anthem, I'm sorry, the seventh inning stretch at Wrigley Field. <laughs> I mean, you know, she's a big mouth. <laughs> she's as crude and as crass as can be. Uh, but I, I do believe that ABC did the right thing by canning it, canning the show. It is very unfortunate for uh, many of the, uh, crew and cast members that will lose their jobs because of it. But of course, anytime you're involved with somebody like that, you have to take that as a potential part of the risk and exposure that you're going to have when you, when you deal with something like Roseanne. But I think, you know, Disney did the right thing, ABC, but we know that they're a little bit left. But it's amazing because some of the tweets and things from Keith Olbermann who is a ESPN anchor, which is owned by Disney, have had a lot of F-bombs in it and, and extremely derogatory towards the president. Yet, uh, no, um, no damage. No, uh, no uh, whatchamacallit. <laughs> I'm trying to can't think of My mind is gone. Uh, no disciplinary measures. Okay. So, that is the part that that I think is a problem. I think that what Roseanne did was wrong. It was racist, and it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be allowed. And I think that they did a great job. But how about that double standard? Uh, because Roseanne obviously resides a little bit on the right side of the aisle, and Keith Olbermann rests a little bit on the left side of the aisle. So if you're left, you can do whatever you want. You can say whatever you want. You don't have to worry about. Uh, losing your show or losing your job because that's the way they sit. And, and I think this is, I believe, that this is the one of the problems with Disney is that they've gotten, they've become too far uh, political and too far to the left. Now, again, I don't care which side you vote on. It doesn't really matter to me one way or the other. 
I mean, you know, again, I think we've got a broken non-political system, but I don't care which side you vote. I just want you to vote. I'd like to see 100% voting, okay? Obviously, we'll never see it like we get 50. But I want to see everybody vote. Uh, what I don't want to see is that I don't want to see our media, okay, our news to be either on one side or the other. Wouldn't it be better if they were on the center where they belong? I mean, you can have, there are opinion shows, and that's great, and you're entitled, just like this is an opinion show. Certainly, we lean more to the right, but really, I think, if you really listen to what we talk about, we lean more to the center, because there are some good things on both sides of the aisle, which makes us more libertarians, right? which is what it should be. But at the end of the day, can we allow this to keep continue to happen? And, and that's where I, I find it problematic, okay? You know, you can, if you're going to get rid of one, you need to get rid of both. And both are wrong in what they're saying. And, and, and I'm, just, I'm, I'm just quite frankly tired of the attacks <clears throat> on the president. I mean, we're now 18 months into, a, into his um, tenure. And, and certainly he's trying to do things right. Again, do I agree with everything he says and does? No, but I can respect it. But I can respect that he's a president and I can respect that we should really be worried about the country and not what he does. Because his interest is obviously lies within what the best interest of the country is. And, and to me, this is the problem that we continue to face. And, you know, I, I think that we we as citizens and as voters need to really wise up to what's going on and, and, and see, you know, what what is happening with individual parties. And, and this is where we somehow we need to get we need to get the, the, the uh, a third party on the ballots. You know, they make it so hard. It's, it's ridiculous. OK, but, you know, I just think that it's it, it, it's become way out of hand. And hopefully it will resolve itself like markets do. But I doubt this situation will resolve. This looks like it's got a life of its own and will go on for quite a while. And it's, it's really a tragedy when you think about it from the point of view that, hey, how can we be like this and not have some repercussions? But... Hey, who am I? I'm just I'm just a guy. Uh, we'll see how the the midterms turn out. Um, I don't know. I don't know how these polls get figured. Uh, you know, I don't know all this this stuff, but we'll see how it plays out. But I think that obviously there's a lot of things that can happen between now and then. And I think that uh, you know, I, I think the economy's in in, in real trouble. Uh, you know, I think that you know you see this these rates, although they just fell. But these higher rates are going to really torture the home build, home builders, uh, and I think that's going to create problems. I think that you're going to see, uh, you know, we've got we've got so much more subprime lending uh, once again that I think that's going to be an issue. Uh, I, I can't imagine that uh, we can make it through this entire year without starting a potential meltdown. Now we could again. I'm not saying we won't. Uh, and certainly I'm not predicting. In fact, as you know, I've been neutral 
uh, and more or less observing the markets, thinking that we might make a run at the highs. But I certainly look at this overall picture and and have, I think, legitimate concerns. I mean, you know, again, if we look at, you know, the amount of debt that's out there. I said this on Fox on Tuesday, the debt bomb. You know, everybody's hyper, hyper about what's going on. And I go, well, what's changed in debt? Well, nothing has changed. It's gotten bigger. I mean, credit card debt's at seven-year highs. I mean, you know, we're, 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 we're repeating, as markets do, as economies do, we're repeating the same mistakes because for some reason, we don't learn from our last mistakes. And, and, and to me, that's another just another issue and it's it's hard to fathom how we cannot learn from the mistakes we've made in the past i mean once again you've got people borrowing money that shouldn't be borrowing money that don't have the money to pay it back but you know based on the cockeyed math is let's get them the loan and and force them to pay especially they have some sort of asset and then we can, you know, try to continue to make them pay and put that on our balance sheet. And to me, I find this, again, to be a tragedy because, you know, we're already a society, you know, a by the month type of society. OK, you know, nobody cares about anything, but how much is it by the month? And, you know, I think um, that um, that that's an issue and that's a problem but that's kind of where we live that's kind of where we are right now and and certainly um uh we have to deal with um the overall issues of the day and and this is why we we can't afford to let these banks trash our economy once again and they will. You let them, and they will, because they're not looking at it from that standpoint. They're assuming the facts, not in evidence, that these people can actually pay back the loans that they're borrowing from. And we all know from past history that that's not going to happen. We all know that that's not part of the case because we've seen it happen over and over again okay it's it, it's a issue that we we have to understand and relate to that that the banks we cannot continue to allow this i know i don't have a choice but if it was up to me i could not let this continue because it's going to create another meltdown for similar or the same reasons that we had them before. And at the end of the day, this is where the, the issues and problems always come in is when we allow the banks to take over and lend irresponsibly because what do they care? They're going to get the money back anyways. They've got the Federal Reserve behind it. This is always the blunders that what, of, of, the, of the repetition and the repeat of crappy policy. And that is the more sadness that you feel when you see it happen over and over again. And we never learn from the same mistake 
that they make continually. This is The Bubba Show. I am Todd Bubba Horowitz, and uh, we're going to stop out here for a break, but we're going to come back with uh, John Jenkinson from uh, Rural Rally Radio. But also want to remind you to download the show each and every day at libertytalk.fm. And um, don't forget to get uh, Bubba's Daily Update, which is available to you for free at bubbatrain.com. All you do is go out there and fill out the, the, the little box that comes out. And every day I'll email you what's happening in the markets that day right after the close. This is The Bubba Show. Todd Bob Horowitz will be right back with more after the break. The Bubba Show. Todd Bob Horowitz. Welcome back to the Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horowitz with you. Let's go see Marlon Bowling. Mr. Bubba, thanks for coming on board here this morning. How are you? It's always great to be here, Marlon. It's a good morning and uh, unusual. I got you today. What's, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, we're going to uh, bring up the uh, A-team on your end there anyway this morning and talk about the market activity. Boy, I tell you, this is uh, day two of some severe downward pressure here in the markets. Is this something that is going to continue? Uh, were you looking for something like this as a correction? Well, you know, I think you, you, you have to look for some selling pressure. I mean, you know, I was looking this morning, just, you know, figured we'd talk about this. But, you know, April 2nd, when we had that that corn scare, well, the grain scare and, you know, the, the trade tariffs and all the talks, corn got down to 365. It's now 395. So certainly, and, and it, coming off of from 415, you would expect to see some profit taking. You know, soybeans were 983. They got up to 1060, and wheat was 441. It's trading 530. So to me, this is just some natural selling. Really, what this is is this is a buying opportunity to step in so we can buy some more. I know you've been saying that since last week that uh, you were looking for a setback to buy. And I don't know how much of a drop you're looking for for an opportunity to be back in there again. Well, I think that uh, corn, like 395, right, just about where it's at, wheat about 520, and soybeans around 1020. Those are pretty good levels for me to think about wanting to to step back in here and and add on. I mean, you know, you know, you continue if you're trading like I trade, you continue to try to take profits. When they move, you know, not full, you, you try to, you know, they call it bicycling in and out of, you keep a core position and try to trade back and forth. And that's kind of what I'm looking at. I mean, again, I, I see much higher prices coming. I think that there's an opportunity, Marlon, for a potential big market here. Uh, you know, I'm not saying it's going to be here, but I think there's a potential. And there's a lot of good signs underneath the market. And throughout all the trials and tribulations and problems we've had, here we are, we're still higher. And I think, you know, a little bit of selling is should not be a concern. If it remains selling, we start to break some key levels, then I could get some concern. But right now, we're still about 10% up from, from where we were when this whole thing started, from all the fear on the on the streets and with the, with the lobbyists and all the Congress and saying, oh, my God, the end of the world is coming. In the meantime, we're still going up. So to me, I have to look at that as a very good positive. Okay, I got a question for you. Is this actually timing-wise a natural function of getting toward the end of the month and seeing market action like this after a run-up? Yeah, I would think so. I mean, you know, listen, you know, smart and firms and smart traders will take some profit. You know, we we know that markets can't go straight up. They were a touch overbought, as I wrote over the weekend in my newsletter that I thought markets were overbought, and I would expect to see a little bit of selling early in the week. And sure enough, here's a little bit of selling. Now, again, we can try to make excuses and reasons why, but how about sometimes people just want to take some profit off the table and put some money in their pocket? 
What about the producer that may have corn out there in the bin or soybeans out there in the bin? They haven't uh, marketed as much as they would like to have by now. Uh, what do you recommend for those folks that maybe need to do some catch-up selling here? Uh, are you willing to just be patient for a little while at this point then? Well, I would be patient, but again, one of the things you know, Marlon, I always believe is that you should just be hedged and have a position on that allows you to participate if we get a big marker the rally continues and if it doesn't continue then you have a protection so you could lock in you know let's say you could lock in 390 corn right now so that you know if it goes back to 360 well you're out of 390 so you're not in in, in in danger and i think that's one of the things that we make a mistake in is we we don't protect to the downside because there are ways to do that with leaving the upside wide open so you never have to give up the big market to the upside but you have protection to the downside and i think that's one of the things that we need to make sure that all farmers and producers understand because there's no reason to take a beating when when there's plenty of tools out there to help you. Okay, we'll come back in a moment here and uh, pick up where we left off. We're talking with Todd Bubba Horwitz of BubbaTrading.com. He's located in Chicago. We are located in Nashville, and we'll be back right after this. You can join us on a Wednesday. I'm Marlon Bowling with you, along with Zach Troutman, who runs the board. And on the phone, we have Todd Bubba Horwitz of BubbaTrading.com in Chicago. He's joining us right now. You were talking about looking for buying spots in the corn and soybean trade but what about this wheat trade where we are uh, starting the wheat harvest now in the southern plains and a lot of pressure here overnight once again in the wheat trade going down a dime in the kansas city market do you think that we have seen the highs for the season until we get on the other side of harvest or not no i think that uh, i think there'll be a six in front of wheat before the year's over uh, and I th- as I've been since it was in the threes, I think it's going to a lot higher. And I think that you want to be a buyer at every opportunity. And I think 520 is a pretty good opportunity to step in and, and, and buy again. I, again, if you look back at the last two Fridays, Marlon, we had two monster rallies, both Fridays, which became very overbought. And we call those blow off type patterns. So it, the selling was natural. And I would, if, I'm not surprised at all. 520, I'd like to step back in and, and, and buy some more and, and, and rework it. Because I think, again, I think we're going much higher. All right, let's uh, turn our focus a little bit here and turn our attention over to the livestock trade. Pretty disappointing action in the live cattle. Feeder cattle have been trying to hold their own, but uh, they ended up mixed on the day yesterday after being, uh, what, over $2 higher early in the session there on a couple of contracts there. Yeah, but I think, again, when, when, when we look at the overall money flow, we saw that there was some buying stepped in late Friday into a, I guess, a neutral to bearish cattle on feed report. You know, I was a little disappointed, but again, I'm I'm looking at uh, at, at the at fat cattle 101 uh, in in August to step in anyway. So I'm not so disappointed. I mean, I'm disappointed for my friends, the farmers and producers of cattle, but I think for as a trader, I'd, I'd like to see that 101 level so I could add in and buy more here. I think that uh, you know we're going higher here as well. I mean, I'm looking to you know see uh, you know in the you know a 10 12 percent rally in in both fats and feeders I, I think that there's a good possibility that can happen i think feeders have made their bottom as well and i think that uh, you know we're going to continue to see higher prices here uh going forward and i think that buying support is the way to go and if you tie in the fact that the equity markets now they're not under pressure right now but if they can t- remain under pressure and they do break which i believe they will then that will bring a lot of new money into these markets as well Okay, I see we had some jobs numbers that came out this morning. Is that true? 
Um, the the ADP payroll numbers came out. I don't even know what they were because I really don't care. Uh, they obviously weren't very big, though, because the market sold off a little bit on it. So they were either real good because they, they're worried about the Fed raising rates or they weren't very good and the market are selling off a little bit. But there's obviously the market are still higher. But this is the private payroll number, uh, which is a precursor to Friday's jobs. Um, but but these numbers, you know, be, because the Fed is involved, because the they call it, well now we'll call it the Powell put uh, that they're still standing behind underneath the market manipulating uh, the interest rate market to make sure the equities don't fail. Uh, I don't put a lot of stock in any of these numbers, as you know. I'm not a numbers guy. I'm more of a money flow guy. And uh, to me, the money right now is that we're seeing a little bit of a dead cat bounce from yesterday's big sell off in the equities. So what is the fund's attitude now toward ag commodities? I mean, are they starting to get a little more friendly as we get toward the summer? Well, you know, I, I think that, you know, they're still a little bit short, actually. And I, I think that it, it really in, in cattle, I think this has been, you know, the, the story. You know, we've heard so many rumors and stories about cattle and, you know, the, the way the cash market has been trading, the way everything has been going on. I said this yesterday and I wrote about it. I think that somebody's stuck short pretty good here and they're trying to keep the pressure on it, but they really haven't been able to break them. And we're still significantly above the lows that were made. And to me, that's just a sign that we're going to be able to push our way higher here. And, and the, the, the people that are trying to keep the pressure on are going to get forced out. And we're going to see a short, short squeeze to open the big rally. And then I think the markets continue to go higher. On the cattle side, it seems like we have had that cash cattle market really come down and attempt to meet this futures trade. A lot of folks maybe thought it'd be kind of half and half. You know, maybe the futures would go up to meet the cash. Hasn't made a lot of progress in that regard. It looks like only maybe one sale out there in the country yesterday, and that would have been a dollar under what we had last uh, Friday, I believe. But uh, not enough really to report as far as that goes. What do you think uh, will happen here before we uh, run out of time on this June futures contract here on the cattle? Well, June, I'm actually looking into August. So, I, you know, again, it's always harder to, to trade the the expiring or the uh, delivery month once it gets so close because who knows what's going to happen. Uh, but I, I think that, uh, you know, June will probably pop a little bit from here. Uh, and, and I think because, again, you've got too many shorts trying to control these markets. So I think you'll see a little bit of a pop either way. So you favor June, or excuse me, you favor August from uh, uh, this point on. You're still looking at about a, what, $9 spread from that to December. Do you think that's going to narrow up then? Oh, yeah, I definitely think it's going to narrow up. I think we're going to get back into that, that good bullish formation. We've been in the, you know, a little bit of the, with the backwardation. I think we're going to start to turn that over, and I think we're going to see both August and December go higher. And I think that's what we look for. And the hogs, still a bull on them? 84 to 86, I'm looking for. I think they go higher. I, I think there's a good opportunity for them to go higher. And uh, so we saw a nice move yesterday, and they, actually they tried to sell off early, and then they came back. I, I, I look for them to make higher prices as well. Boy, they did bounce, didn't they? Now, you're talking which month there? I'm talking July right now. July, okay. All right, so that's got a few bucks to roam, maybe six bucks or so. All right, well, thanks for pointing that out, and uh, thanks for checking in with us today, Todd. Good to visit with you again. Thank you, sir. Bubba Horwitz. He's with BubbaTrading.com in Chicago. We'll be back in just a couple of moments. That'll do it for today. The Bubba Show. Todd Bubba Horwitz. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Same time, same station. The Bubba Show. Revolutionary talk for revolutionary times. Liberty Talk FM.